It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little bit more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff Trailer. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Well, howdy ho, Scott. It's going well. Yeah? What's been the best part of your day so far? Uh, the best part of my day, probably when our guest arrived, yeah. just came storming into our building to tell us all of just the <laughs> glorious things going on in his life. Wearing yeah. nothing but a pair of gym shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Good thing we're not on television. I love it. Actually, it might have been when he stormed in his gym shorts and t-shirts and you immediately stood up I was, at attention. <laughs> I was taught when a priest enters the room that you get off your hiney, no matter you stand what, up. Even when they're not in cleric. Doesn't so. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter location, what he's wearing. Uh, Father Tim Wichiscala, how are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm I'm good. Thanks for coming and being a part of our little podcast. Good to be back. We're in a, a new place. We got a TV screen to look at the readings as we talk about them. You guys keep upgrading every yeah. time, every time I come. This is the RTR. I've decided this room, uh, the red table room. Scott loves a good TLA, aptly named. Yeah. Three-letter acronym. As a red table for those that are listening on the podcast. Also, I wouldn't pay attention to the readings on the screen because that's the wrong Sunday. That but. it is. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. There's a screen, though. That's last week. All right. Two-minute drill? Two-minute drill. Let's do it. All right. The theme for the two-minute drill this week is earmuffs. Oh. If you got kids around, put the earmuffs on because, man, I don't know who is going to be responsible for reading this first reading at, at churches across the country, but, like, God bless them if they can get this without a giggling. <laughs> Because I know that Father Tim, Father Tim, I guarantee when I am at Mass on this Sunday, will not make eye contact with me <laughs> during this reading because we will both start giggling. Now uh, that, um, only now that you've said it. Yes, that's probably true. Uh, the, he actually avoids eye contact with, with me during most Masses or at any time that anything goes wrong because the two of us will just start grinning. But uh, this reading comes from Isaiah chapter 66. Um, so Isaiah is telling us to rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad. And he talks about Jerusalem in a very, in a feminine tone as, uh -huh. a, as a, as a woman and celebrates things that would be just amazing to celebrate about Jerusalem. So he talks about, you know, she's back. She's come back. Jerusalem is here. She's here that you may, I'm not going to, I should, I mean, I don't know if I can even read it. <laughs> She's here that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort and that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breast. So a beautiful image of breastfeeding mother feeding her children. <laughs> but just when I like suck yeah. fully is something you just don't see a lot in the, in the readings for the week. And I did write at the top of this that I am 12 and it needs to be noted. Not like anybody listening didn't know that. And then I wrote LOL. Um <laughs> I saw uh, there, there's an Instagram account that I, I follow, and uh, it's called Christians Who Curse Sometimes. Yeah. But the it was they they did an Instagram story reel something I don't know what it was, but it was like if if 
if guys were in charge of making um, the like home decor for Christian living, <laughs> and this was one of the, <laughs> this, is the this is like scripted and on, yeah, a, exactly. on a piece of barn wood above, uh, above, a, the wall. above a couch. Uh, as nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. That's just hanging over somebody's mantle. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Um, but he does bring it around to that in Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. That, and that's what, the, that's what this, this verbiage is about. It's yeah. about describing the comfort of a mother. Um, How about and that, that our song? bodies will flourish like the grass. That was, so that was a good one. Responsorial Psalm. I'm, I'm going to say this is a near banger. Okay. Maybe not a full banger alert, but a near banger. Let all the earth cry out with, uh, to God with joy. And I say that because when I hear this, I hear let all the earth cry out with joy to the Lord. Just slightly different. It maybe is the same psalm, just a different interpretation. Mm, I don't know. Perhaps. But let all the earth cry out with joy to the Lord. That is a banger. Like, that is one that, like, I can just imagine the contemporary choir just really getting after that one um, at church. Uh, There's second reading, a short reading, very short, Galatians. We don't yeah. see a lot of Galatians necessarily, but we're reading through. It's a read through. Yeah, it's a read through in yeah. the ordinary time. Um, we know that. So uh, Galatians four, or 6, 14 to 18. And in here, uh, it's, this is this idea of trying to caution us to boasting, not bragging about who we are, but except about the cross, that we may never boast except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this reminder that um, it means n- none of this matters. Like nothing else matters except for the cross of our Lord None of these old laws that existed, like circumcision, for neither does circumcision mean anything, nor uncircumcision, but only new creation, that in the Lord, in the cross. I know, it's just, (laughs) this is a tough one to not giggle through. I know. All these readings. Do you think they do that um, on purpose? They put these two readings together? Yeah, let's so just that, pile it all into one Let's weekend. get one stoic I know. Cant, or, uh, lector to... Okay. And let it be noted that all of these readings, like you're going to have these readings and then God bless America being played at mass because it's July 4th weekend. So it's really going to be... That's your favorite, right? It is. My patriotic <laughs> music at Sunday mass is my favorite. Um, and then our gospel, uh, Luke chapter 10, uh, 1 to 12, mm-hmm. 17 to 20, except Father... We're going short form or long form today. You know, I'm not even preaching this weekend, so I'll, I'll be out of town, as is always the case when I come here. I would say... This is somehow the case. Why do you just sign up for Wednesday? I, I would say uh, the short form captures the essence. The long awesome. form just kind of draws it out. So. so at the time, the Lord appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among the wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way into whatever house you enter. First say, peace to this household, if a peaceful person lives there. Your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborers deserve his, deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to the other, to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick in it, and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. All right. Two-minute drill over. It is. That was more of a five-minute drill, I think. I mean, it was. Uh, you know, are we recording? <clears throat> yeah. So seven minutes. Cool. 
And I said I wasn't preaching this weekend. I will probably be preaching. I'll just be preaching at my brother's lake house when I say the, f- the family mass as we do every Does year that, over the 4th of July. Who are you going to make do the readings? Uh, my, sister, mean, my sister Carrie always Wait, so you talk about like trying to avoid giggling. Imagine just reading the readings for your family at the, at lake, the lake house. house. <laughs> and this is what the readings <laughs> They're are They're lucky be. they have me because otherwise they have to drive a bit to get to Mass. But when I'm there, we can just do it there. At St. Mark, it'll be Father Andy Cyborg, who I think is really? a, is a friend of the show he here. Is. Yeah, friend of the podcast. But yeah, so these, you know, this these oh. readings... The second reading. I'm going to make sure and sit right in front of him. And just give a big smile. The second reading, of course, is going on a read through. It's, it's, oh no, I don't think they picked it to (laughs) lump circumcision in with the uh, breastfeeding imagery. But of course, we are getting this beautiful, even though Jeff, you know, (laughs) read through it as a 14 year old would, uh, we are getting this beautiful image of the maternal aspect of, of Jerusalem, of the church. That, um, that sometimes I think we forget, you know, it's in our tradition, in the Judeo-Christian tradition, God takes a paternal role, which is why we call him God the Father. And of course, the Trinity itself, God, him, you know, God himself, even when you say that God himself, doesn't necessarily have a, a, a gender, a sex in the human sense. Now, when he became man, Christ became a man. But God the Father is called that because he takes a paternal role, a guiding role, a fatherly role. And so for God's people, there's always also been a maternal role, a motherly role. For the people of Israel, it was, it was the nation. It was the, the promise of this nation which would bring them together under God and, and guide them as the light of the world. For us, of course, it's the church. That's why we refer to Holy Mother of the Church. Or if you use a pronoun for the church, it's she, because it takes this role of nurturing like a mother of of raising from infancy of being the one who feeds and who, you know, who sustains life, which is a very motherly image for all of us. So that's what the connection between the first reading and, and that, and the gospel is. The first reading is referring to Jerusalem, Israel as a sort of prophecy as well. Gospel is showing us the very beginnings of the church. They go out two by two. Christ is sending in his name, uh, not himself, because of course he's, his presence is maintained now through the church. And so this, this idea of, you know, when they reject you, they reject me. When they accept you, they accept me. That his, his body on earth, the church, is what we are being fed by, what we are being breastfed by, as the image goes, and what we rejoice in. So it's a beautiful image, really, for both, as well as for the fact that God, his never-ceasing care for us, you know, that, 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 he, that God takes the role as a parent to keep, you know, to give us life, to sustain us through life, and to, of course, continue to guide and love us. So beautiful stuff. So I know everyone else who is not Jeff or not teenage boys will have a wonderful time hearing, hearing these readings. <laughs> I in want a, in a full homily. report from you about how this go, these readings go at your family. Because I know your family. I'm very lucky to have met That's right. most of your family and know them. They're going to get a good 30-minute like, homily at the lake house. So <laughs> they're not getting out of it quickly. But yeah, it's our annual family trip up to northern Michigan over this weekend. So. Everyone at St. Mark will love Father Andy, though, just yep. as every other priest of the people listening have, have plenty to work with here. I think the idea of being sent two by two as well, there's a lot there you can unpack, you know, that Christ, A, that Christ not only forms a church to nourish us, but then sends its members out to evangelize, that there's a, that we receive a gift and a mission and that, and that they go together and that when we receive the sacraments and when we receive 
what the church gives us, you know, for salvation that we're not, you know, just like when Mary received Christ, she immediately went out in haste to her, you know, to Elizabeth. The church itself goes in haste into the world, not alone, two by two is giving us this idea that we're in this together, but we go out in there and come what may. And, and he promises from the beginning, sometimes you'll be rejected, sometimes you'll be accepted. When you're rejected, shake it off and keep going. That, that this mission of bringing those in to meet their mother, to meet, you know, to, to be comforted and fed by their mother is, is what we're called to for our whole lives. So it's a lot of great stuff in there for this celebration also of our country, of America. It's a big weekend. And you're right. I, I think, uh, what's the, my country, t no, there's one in the gather. There's one patriotic hymn in the gather. At Maybe least. it's the, the glory, glory, Ollie, the, my eyes have seen the glory of the yeah. coming of the Lord, whatever that one's called. The Battle Hymn of the Republic, I think. Maybe <laughs> I literally think that's what it's called. So maybe they, <laughs> the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Maybe they will play that at the churches this weekend. Uh, all right, say that for me one more time. So God takes on a, a, a paternal role. Not exclusively, but in God our... God the yeah, Father. There are times in the Old Testament, especially when God is given maternal attributes. Right. Like a, like a mother, you know, like a mother drawing her children. But it's... Traditionally, God is that, that that we look to God as a fatherly figure, as a paternal figure. This mm -hmm. is an absolute, obviously, but sure. And that then God then gives us a motherly figure then to be a part of the you know Israel as this this chosen people, this nation given to them, Mary and the church for you know for for us as Christians that we have that maternal need met as well as the paternal you know so that. Heaven has a king and a queen, you know, that, right. not that they're equal, but that, but that, but that we have both sides of that fulfilled. So, okay. I just had to run through that one more time. Good. What do you got, Jeff? Well, I'm curious about, so we often ask the question here, how, how do I take this, this idea and then apply this to my family? How do I talk to my kids about this? How am I asking my kids to draw in and understand, uh, this role of the church and, and how are we engaging in that as, as a family? Well, I think it's that it's as always when you're, if the kids see how important it is to their parents to go to mass, to receive the sacraments, to, 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 to receive what the church offers, you know, to, to be nourished at, at the, uh, at the breasts, then if they, if <laughs> you almost did it. <laughs> If to be fondled in her lap. <laughs> if yeah. the kids under, if the kids see how important it is to to you as parents that this mother that we've been given, this holy mother of the church, to nourish us and sustain us, then they will continue to seek nourishment and be sustained from it. Just like with evangelization, if they see if they see the joy of the gospel being spread at, at the in the home by their parents, by their family, then they then I mean st statistics show again and again and again that the not you know, that it's perfectly possible for children that, that are raised with no faith to suddenly embrace the faith and convert, but much more often the kids that are in that, the importance of it is instilled in them from a very young age forward, I think is a great way to pass that forward. You know, in my day, I never had a choice on Sunday. If I lived in my parents' house, then I went to mass on Sunday. Mm -hmm. There wasn't, that was non-negotiable. Even when I was, even when I was 18, I mean, if I was there at home from college, 18, getting ready to enter. Well, seminary. I was a seminarian, but yeah, but, <laughs> but say I wasn't. And my siblings were the same way when they were older, even during and right after college, if they were still at home rent free, they were going to mass on Sunday. That was just how it was. 
And I think people often say that, you know, there's this notion now that maybe we should just let our kids decide because then they'll choose it, they'll embrace it. They'll... But I think the reality is, is it's like anything. It's like eating healthy. It's like doing homework. It's like if something's important, it has to be instilled as a discipline in some ways. And then that suddenly then the gift is more fully realized then. So as far as being a part of this gift, this, the, you know, this heavenly Jerusalem, the church that we're called to rejoice in is something that it's one of the most fundamental things parents can do for their kids and for their family is instill the importance of it. All right. Love Check. it. All right. Done. Uh, dumb questions. You ready to do that now? I am. Okay. It's time for Jeff's Dumb Questions. The part in the show where the glow of the flame of knowledge grows a little dimmer and our collective IQ goes down a few points, all thanks to Jeff. We're sorry. I have a couple of them here. Uh, first, first one. I did, I know again. St. Mark being my parish, I'm aware of this. So we just we. Uh, I get this. It throws this question off a little bit because you're leaving town for the Fourth of July. But this summer you have a summer seminarian, Brother Paternus, who's from Tanzania, correct? And he's a deacon. He's a transitional yes. deacon. Yep. And then you have you have a new associate, Father John. Father John. Yep. Yes. Who's from Myanmar? Yep. Is this the first Fourth of July that the two of them will celebrate in the United States? For for Father John, yes. Brother Fraternus has lived okay. at St. Minard for a few years, so not okay. for him, but for Father so, John. It is. So, how do you explain the Fourth of July, and like the the absurd patriotism that takes place? That's awesome, but like, how do you explain that to your oh, I associate? Think, I think. It, Anyone, really? I mean, I'm sure that Burma and that Myanmar, um, yeah. also known as Burma, celebrates their Independence Day from England just like we do. They were a colony as well. So all of us who leave Her Majesty's realm at some point <laughs> get to get to celebrate. And uh, But I think, uh, yeah, I just say that it's our way of showing appreciation that we have freedom here, at least that we have an ideal that we try and live up to for freedom and that we like to make the... You know, it's America's birthday, and we turn the whole sky into a birthday cake. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we <laughs> As do. the old and Schoolhouse Rock. I'll just show them Schoolhouse Rock, America Rock. If you there you go. That. Yeah. We used to watch that in grade school. You can just, and then, I don't know and about then Tanzania. You can te- if teach if them about how a, a bill becomes a law. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if Tanzania has an Independence Day, I'm not sure but, uh, from who, from who. But uh, I think it would be pretty easy to explain that this is a celebration of the country. Do some research about Tanzania. And then they'll back to us at our next. And then they'll be like, since we've been here, all we've seen on your television and all your magazines is the royal family. So it doesn't seem like you're all that excited (laughs) to be separated from it, but at least in the past few weeks. But yeah. Um, All right. So my last question, then dumb question. It it is the Fourth of July. What's what is your favorite thing about America? And you can't say freedom of religion. (laughs) That's not fair. Oh, uh, you know, having lived in Rome for three years. <laughs> yes! We got it! <laughs> we got it! Did I ever mention that? Having lived in Rome for three years, I love, I love um, American, the American sense of order and efficiency. We wait in line. We don't just crowd the desk. We, you know, tr- the things are supposed to run on time. The Mediterranean culture is very like, ah, whatever. You show up to the train station, it might show up on time. You go to a coffee shop, just push your way up front. We have a nice sense of efficiency, I think. So, I don't know. That's not a good answer. I, but on no, the I mean, spot, freedom it. of religion is the true answer. I will say, like, the first time I ever traveled in Europe the, and went to Mass, 
and saw people go up for communion in Italy, like that was that was a wild experience. Because like when you're so used to like the usher shows oh, yeah, up and yeah. lets your aisle out and you mm-hmm. go out and you stand in line, and then like everybody just starts to go. Yeah. There's these little old ladies <laughs> are just like elbowing past you and shoving their way up to the front to receive communion, which is like there's something really beautiful about that. Like they just can't wait to receive Jesus. It's like true, that's yeah. awesome. But, but I'm, I'm a bit of understand. I kind of like the you know things should make sense in some <laughs> our streets. You know you should see the. Even just the sense of trying to drive over there in the Mediterranean culture is very wild. But. Yeah. And then I was going to ask, but you're, but you've already said that your favorite patriotic hymn to have played at mass is the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Got it. I'm sure it's called Check. something different. Check. But yeah. Got it. All right. And I also love doing fireworks on the Fourth of July. I'm sure I'll spend too much, but I did until uh, I had kids. I let my pyromaniac <laughs> side come out. Oh, we don't let the kids do it. My brother and I do. They sit on the deck and watch. Yeah, yeah, but some kids freak out about fireworks. And oh, I see. Yeah. I think like I Scott's kids. I don't, I don't mind the 4th of July. It's the 5th, 6th, 7th, and the following, following weeks that yeah. people are, like, getting rid of all the fireworks that they didn't let on. At, like, midnight. Yeah, those are the... I hear if you have a dog, it's not pleasant either. Right. Fireworks. Happy 4th of July, though, and happy uh, 14th Sunday of Wednesday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday